0: Another edition of the Valhalla Movement podcast. And today we have uh, a, a guest that's kind of, you know, that's piqued my interest and in something I've seen before online. I'm sure you guys have seen before too um, from Food is Free. Uh, and if you guys want to follow along, I'm going to talk about this in a little bit. I'm going to introduce our guest in a little in a second here. But before I get to that, I'm gonna talk a little bit about Green Seed. Now I know I probably sound like a broken record to the people who listen to this podcast every single week or every single time we put it out there. And Green Seed really is something that we're excited about. It really is something that Valhalla is going to be uh, working on more and more and more. And really we're excited because we are gonna be empowering you. You know, right now if you go on our Green Seed, okay, on our current website, what you're seeing is a beta. You're seeing a WordPress plugin that we've put on our site, we funded a couple of things and projects like the solar panel project that we did. Now, like, you know, the hemp campaign that we're running and we're trying to get funded and, and moving. And all of these, you know, are have been related to Valhalla. But the truth is that when we're running a project, we know that we're not the only people with ideas. We're not the only people who want to take action. We're not the only people... Who are looking to make a difference in this world, and we know that you guys have great ideas, but that you also need, you know, markets. You also need, um, like, you know, like market support and, and social support. You guys need resources like money and, like, you know, I don't know, wood, or you need food, or you need all kinds of stuff. And so, what Green Seed is all about is crowdsourcing all of those different elements that you would need for your social cause or sustainable initiative and allowing that to be crowdsourced in one place. And so not only are you going to be able to fund and get your projects off the ground, but you'll also be able to get your movements off the ground. So it's not just project-based. It's really something you can also do on an ongoing basis. We're basically becoming the Kickstarter of the sustainable movement. And so this is something we're really excited about. I want to ask you guys, if you're interested in... Knowing more about our launch, visit greenseed.me. That's greenseed, all one word.me, and that is where you guys could get more information. We're gonna we're gonna put out some more info soon. Now, enough of that. Um, we're gonna dive into uh, a project that's been kind of going on for I don't even know how long, but I've I know it's been popping up on my Facebook news feed every once in a while, and I think it's been getting a lot of attention pretty much around the states. Um, We've got John Van Dusen Edwards, who is the founder of Food is Free Project, and if you guys want to follow along, if you guys want to look at any of this stuff, in the description or, you know, just type in your browser, foodisfreeproject.org, you can get more info. But uh, thank you, John, for being a part of our podcast. Thanks, Doug. So, what is Food is Free? Like, anybody <laughs> who's listening to this, who might be coming from the Bahala side, you know, they... They've, possibly seen something about food is free but they don't really know what it is who you guys are like where did this start where is this coming from and maybe you want to kind of dive into a little bit of that
1: yeah, definitely um, well food is free the food is free project it started as um, as a front yard garden here on our block in Austin Texas and that front yard garden we ended up talking to neighbors and um, you know people that were passing by and we realized that by being out in front of the privacy fence we were really putting ourselves in a more vulnerable place, but we we're also putting ourselves in a place where we could interact with the community. Mm-hmm. Um, so that actually inspired, uh, you know, just kind of through those, through those uh, interactions over the course of a couple months, um, I started to wonder what it would look like if my whole block got to experience that connection. And I, I don't know, I was just kind of, it was a crazy daydream of, like, what if we lined a whole block in the city with front yard gardens? Mm-hmm. Um, what would that look like and how would it change the community? So um, we put out a a big call to Austin and we had a big kickoff party to kind of share the vision. And um, it was really well accepted. And we basically told them the plan that we were going to have these work days on our farm and and build these wicking bed gardens that you only have to water them every two to four weeks or so. It's kind of like a a aquifer inside of a raised bed. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we figured We figured by having these wicking bed gardens, it makes it really easy to maintain. Um, We can build these out of pallets and salvage materials and provide them for free and use volunteer labor to bring people together. And so within five weeks of having that kickoff party, we had lined uh, 19 of the 30 houses on our street in these front yard garden beds. And so then the idea was that neighbors were allowed to harvest from each other's garden and it, it was a front yard community garden. Um, One that, you know, we can't obviously grow everything we need to eat from that little raised bed garden, but it starts to open up more collaborations and connections and conversations. And um, it totally started shifting the dynamic on our street, and neighbors started um, waving more and interacting. And, um, you know, I mean, neighbors that literally hadn't met in the past 20 years were meeting for the first time out in front of these gardens. So it was something really magical, and we got excited and, and wanted to share that vision online um, so that 's when it kind of shifted from from more of this neighborhood project into this open source movement where we were you know we didn't really know what we were starting, but we were like, well, we're just gonna sp- share this vision and anyone who's inspired to take this idea and make it their own or make it better um, tailor it to fit their community. we're just excited about what we're creating you know in the middle of a big urban city where we feel so disconnected
0: and so when did uh, this kick off like when when was that 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 moment that you just went out there and made this this front yard garden
1: that uh well that that front yard garden I planted was in November of 2011, and we ended up having the kickoff party in January of 2012. Wow. So, um, within five weeks of that kickoff is when we had lined the block. And, you know, so since then, we've been developing... We live on a double lot here on our block, so we have about a half acre which we've been developing into an urban teaching farm with aquaponic systems and chickens and miniature pigs and community composting and a big pond and an outdoor kitchen and so everything has been evolving over those past couple of years now mm-hmm. um and we're Hosting workshops and you know people come and learn how to make hummus or how to preserve their food or how to make make their own kombucha and send everyone home with a little scoby culture to start their own batch you know so things like that.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. That's amazing. And so this is all started at like is this a house that you own? Is this a house like where like you were just like one day you were like okay let me go outside let me take a couple pallets build a little garden, and then plant some food in it, just, like, where did that come from? Like, what what led you to that moment? Like, what led you to before getting the pallets, before buying the earth, or getting the seeds? Like, where, what was kind of inspiring this within
1: you? Um, well, the, as I, it's funny because, like, yeah, as I look back on it, I can kind of see how each little step sort of led to the next. Um, but I guess how it really kind of started was the, um, I was gifted some seeds from a friend who was, Leaving town, and she was like, "Here, I want to give you these seeds." And um, I hadn't really ever started a garden, and we'd kind of had a garden growing up, but I wasn't really involved in it. So I, I hadn't—it wasn't really in my consciousness, in my awareness—to start a garden. Um, mm-hmm. But by by being gifted these seeds, I almost kind of felt like it was um, my now my like this life, this potential life was in my hands, and maybe now it's my responsibility to give it a try. Um so I mean I failed miserably on my first garden but it was <laughs> I fell in, I fell in love with it though you know um yeah. and and I grew these little like I I don't know I started little baby like carrots in my seed starting tray and try to transplant my baby carrots and I'm you know I realize now that you know you throw your carrot seeds it's probably directly in the ground that's a lot more ideal um you can't transplant these little baby carrots you know um mm-hmm. so um I don't know it's just funny because I was making little small mistakes like that and actually the next thing that really took it to the next level was we I was living on this double lot but the whole empty lot next to me was wasn't being used and it was overgrown and I was just like looking out there and see and I was wishing that I could you know that it wouldn't be going to waste I was like Maybe I had, if I had a dog or, you know, maybe if there was some reason that it, it wouldn't just be sitting there overgrown, that would be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up connecting with a group called Urban Patchwork, uh, Urban patchwork Farms that they basically connect people who have space and want to host their little kind of neighborhood CSA and, in a patchwork of backyards around the neighborhood. Um, yeah. So I let them use my space and they came in and one morning 50 volunteers showed up and it was 9 a.m. and I, uh, all these people start trickling in, so excited. Um, we start spreading out mulch over the whole yard and then pickaxe in the clay and planted 500 potatoes and, still ha- and then still had time to eat potluck food and everyone was gone by 3 p.m. So it was like within six hours, um, we planted a farm and shared food together. And, you know, all of a sudden there was this little mini farm in the middle of an urban block and it started to just blow my mind to realize like, wow, why aren't we doing this every week or why isn't, doesn't every street have a little bit of their own food, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. And so, and so, so now uh, at this point, fast forward to today, you, you built this garden and it was something that, that called to you. It's something that you, you kind of had been gifted, which is which is a beautiful story, number one, but number two, it's also really inspiring because it seems like what you decided to do is, is take part in that action. And, and then, so you did it at your own place and where, where you were staying. And it's kind of barreled into, into what now? Like, so are you guys like an organized, a non-for-profit or something? Or at this point, like what, you know, what is the organization of food is free? And are you guys like, are you living off this? Is this something that you're now employing people? Like, how has it grown? It has mushroom since, basically.
1: Cool. Um, well, we as soon as we as soon as we realized that what we were doing was resonating with others, we um, we get we got a little bit of local press and we got some help from a lawyer and we did file for a five hundred one c three nonprofit. So um, we have obtained that status. But uh, on a bigger level, we're actually how we see ourselves as. As having even more potential is really a grassroots movement. Um, so we've kind of open sourced the uh, you know the concept. We've open sourced the name "Food Is Free" project and open sourced our logos and the mm. vision. And so uh, we put a form on our website for people who want to start a food is free project in their city, and they can kind of let us know about their situation, and we can start to connect and start those conversations. And we've had over 190 cities on every continent fill out that form and so we're, uh, you know, and a lot of them are taking action and and just making it happen and, and, you know, even though it it may start as literally their first front yard garden and that's what I tell them is, you know, it starts with that first garden, don't worry like it will grow and you will meet people and everything will evolve, you know, so Mm -hmm. we have, uh, now we've we've kind of developed this bigger social media following, Um, we have people around the world that are sharing their excess harvests on their curb or in public with a little hashtag food is free and you know from slovakia or uk or brazil or mexico and you know australia it's it's really exciting so we're creating this kind of network of people who are taking action in their communities who are inspiring those around them and inviting others to join that cause so we uh... right now we see it as you know just a network of of so much potential and possibility and you know and it's a and it's sort of right now we don't know exactly what form that's going to take next but we do have goals to create online forums of connection where people in different cities can start meeting each other and and start you know getting ideas from each other and and sharing what works and how to make it better you know
0: wow that's amazing and and so this literally seems like it spawned almost out of nowhere for you like what were you doing before? Like, what did you go to school? Like, I mean, obviously, I'm, you're talking about, you know, your first garden, um, you know, failed or whatever. I think everyone's does. It doesn't seem like you went to school for any of this. Like, where, you know, what, no. what are you doing before this? Like, what, what's, yeah. what's your background? Like, you know, what what is your training in any way? Because it seems like there's a lot of people who come to Valhalla, for example, and are like, oh, you must have went to school for agriculture. I'm like, nope, I graduated in marketing and entrepreneurship. That's what I know, you know? <laughs> And they're like, oh, okay, that's why your website's nice or whatever, you know. But it's, it's just one of <laughs> right. those things. So I wonder, I wonder what's your background in this?
1: Totally. Um, well, it's funny. I grew, I'm grew. i born and raised here in Austin, so I'm very much a, a city boy, you know. I, I, I grew up not knowing my neighbors, and I thought that was normal. Um, and I grew up, you know, with my parents having a small garden, but I wasn't involved. So I didn't really have a background in that. I ended up going to film school here at the University of Texas. So that also isn't related. <laughs> but but I fell in love with telling stories and documentary film. Um, and then I had a whole lot of college debt. So I ended up actually going into sales um, with a bunch of my friends. And it's, a, it's crazy, but I ended up uh, selling insurance door to door in the boonies of Texas. Um, mm. Basically talking to people about cancer and why we have it. And people are always, people started bringing up the food that we're eating and the the water and the chemicals in our lifestyles. And I mean, you know, that actually started to open up my mind a whole lot to things I wasn't really thinking about. Um, So it was kind of, you know, I, I was doing this crazy job. You know, working in sales, and I I was very successful in sales. And I was being told, you know, you're doing so great. We're gonna build this team around you, and in ten years you'll get your stock options. And that started to freak me out. So I was like, all right, I gotta <laughs> gotta get out of here. Um, and I didn't really know what I was getting into next, but. Um, I started a little backyard farming training company with a friend, um, just because I was, meanwhile, kind of falling in love with gardening, and he was teaching me aquaponics. And so we we started to host some workshops on my farm, but we were charging people like 20 bucks a workshop. And I just started; it started to not really feel right to me. I, I what I was I was seeing a lot of the same people coming out, and I realized that to really get this information out, it needs to be free and accessible and um, the people who you know who really need it should be able to have access to it mm-hmm. so um, having it's funny because you know meanwhile as this is happening I'm having this vision of lining the blocking gardens and y- having my sales mentality actually really pay- paid off because Um, I learned sales that, if you know, whoever covers the objections in advance will win the argument. So I was like, you know, I'm going to go knock on these doors and I'm going to ask people if they want a front yard garden. And I realized what are the reasons people might say no? You know, well, they might not have enough time or energy. Um, They might not have the money to start a garden or they might not... Think, they might think they, they'll fail. Everyone says, I, ha- I have a black thumb, you know? So those were those were issues right off the bat that I realized if we could address those, you know, build the wicking bed gardens, they're easier to maintain. So for people who think they've failed or who don't have much time, you just put a hose in there once a month, you know? So, and then, you know, if we can build them out of salvage materials, we make them more accessible and we, make them, we can offer them for free, mm. um, you know? So I started to realize if we can eliminate the reasons why people aren't gardening, then it makes it that much easier to start. So um, you know, although in the moment I didn't realize that that sales background would really help me with where I ended up, um, it really did help me with learning how to communicate with people, realizing where people are coming from, and how we can relate to them.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I-, I love that. It sounds like such an awesome. Tail like it seems like all of this was just bestowed upon you in in the most kind of <laughs> no but it is it's like that though you know what I mean like that's yeah. that's how Valhalla started like I don't know what do you yeah. think I ever thought that I would be running a non-profit and talking about building earthships or or uh, you know now these Valhalla villas that we're working on or uh, you know doing permaculture or any of this stuff I would have told you you're crazy a couple of years ago you know what I mean I'd be like no like that's not what I'm gonna do I'm gonna be a businessman and an entrepreneur. And the yeah. truth is I still am. I just choose to right. do it for something that I really passionately believe in more so than my wallet believes in, you know what I mean? And to be honest, I think totally. my wallet is actually, you know, it's catching up nonetheless. Like I think I think both of them actually kind of work hand in hand. If you do what you love, you're going to end up making money and and you're going to be able to give away these things for free as well. Right? Like food is free, such a great idea and I love totally, totally. the fact that you guys are going towards the open source side of it, right? And and that's kind of what we want to do too with with green seed like this is exactly why you know we knew okay this is what we know and this is the information that we have and this is the, the kind of work that we're able to do as 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 kind of you know people within this over this more global movement for for change and hope I guess and then in that I sounded like Obama there geez um, but in that what it what it sent what it what it moves towards is that <laughs> we can actually kind of get to a point where where more people's ideas, more people's input, more people's time and and, and money and efforts and and all their, these different movements can now start f- like kind of free flowing and coming together and I think that's kind of what is is just really 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 important to consider is that we need to find a way to work together and we need to find a way to know our neighbors and to and to not be strangers and to really open source not only kind of what we what we know but also who we know and also our just our lives in general and and it seems like the food is free project is all about that and I, and I commend you for it
1: thank you yeah I mean, the open source uh, community is uh, it's such an exciting one to see growing right now you know it's because the way I look at it is you know i mean money is a tool and it can be used for good or it can be used You know, to you know, for evil in a sense, and Mm -hmm. it's it's not it's not it's not the tool that's wrong; it's the intention. So, um, you know, I think a lot of nonprofits are afraid to make money, or a lot of for profits are afraid to make money in a good way, and and but now I think that that is shifting, and it's really exciting to see the consumers supporting conscious conscious businesses. Um, You know, we're seeing new normals coming up, you know, being created left and right, and the way I look at it is. You know, if you're if you're hoarding your ideas, if you're hoarding your knowledge, you're you're really um, you know, it's that selfish mentality that's going to end up leaving you stuck in the in the old world, like at this new world that's evolving, this one that's open and connected and shared. You know, if if you don't kind of get with the times, um, you're going to be kind of left behind in the dust. The way I see it,
0: mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And so, what makes you? You know in so you've been doing this basically since 2012, which is basically around what the time Valhalla came into into existence as well and what are what are you seeing around you that is kind of changing like obviously now that your mind is open to this kind of this work and this movement, and now obviously you must get a lot of people who reach out to you, including myself, let's say as an example, who now are in the same mentality, but do you feel that it, even in Austin Texas, which um, or in Texas as a whole, which is probably a little bit more conservative and a little bit more um, kind of, I don't know, it's, it's, you wouldn't ex- I guess you wouldn't expect this to necessarily be kicking off in Austin. But it seems like really the truth is that that is being shattered right now, that this is kicking off everywhere and it's growing. And so I'm wondering what you feel about how this is all growing. Like, what, do, you, do you see more and more people coming to this? Do you, do you think more and more people are actually going to do front yard or backyard gardening?
1: Uh, totally. Um, I think, you know, actually, even here around Austin, as, as a, a microcosm of the bigger world, you know, we, we, started, you know we, we started this project here on our block, and we went out and planted a, quite a few gardens around Austin as well, but now, even around Austin, we're starting to, you know, all have friends or people come up and say, hey, I saw that I saw that garden y'all put in at this corner or at that corner, and you know the same style with the wooden pallets and the political signs. And I was like, no, we didn't put that one in, you know. Um, And it's it's that excites me to realize that like now these gardens are popping up left and right, and other people are you know are starting to you know kind of just take notice more. Um, But also we're getting messages every day um, like through our social media from around the world from people who are. You know, sharing up, sharing with us what they're doing in their communities, and um, a lot of people are starting whether it's starting a food forest or starting a, a neighborhood clothing swap or a meetup a meetup meet group for their neighbors to um, you know start. Sharing meals together and potluck, or you know it's it can take so many faces and um like we, we have a school bus that we drive around town, and on the back of it it says, "Live your dream and you know it's like we really we really don't expect everyone to grow food or to be farmers, but we do feel like food unites us, and that if we'll meet in the garden, we'll start other conversations about what we want to do and how we can help each other. I, you know really follow our vision because I do feel like everyone has something to contribute and if we can all start creating this network of support and trust and and uh, you know it's when I realize that there's other people out there that are are like-minded then I I feel less alone I mean before getting into a lot of this I felt so paralyzed as to how I could make a difference in the world and you know with so much corruption and so much You know, war and violence in the world, how can I make it any better? You know, I'm so small. How can I actually make a difference? And that paralyzing fear never gets us anywhere. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't until I started started to connect with other communities and other people who are making things happen and who are, you know, who are actually um, making a difference, whether it's small or large, you know, I mean, it's any difference that's made once we start to connect up and and connect the dots, all those differences really, truly culminate into something huge. That's true.
0: I, I love that. I, I And that mentality, I think, is proving to be more and more true as we move forward. It seems like this is, is just... It's just happening. It's just everywhere I look, everywhere around me, it seems like more and more people are jumping on board with kind of, I want to say, shaping a, a better world, right? That's kind of like the general sense of what that is. Like, I think we all have different definitions of how we're going to do that and what that mm-hmm. looks like, but that's normal. You know, I think that's normal. And we're never going to be fully all on one page on everything we're going to, we got to do to make it happen. But the point mm-hmm. is that I don't know. Of anybody who doesn't believe that we should make it happen and I don't know of anybody who kind of sees something like food is free and is like oh that's stupid you know what I mean like I don't it's just kind of it's it's actually making more and more sense and it seems like more and more people are joining and yeah. it seems like there's what I would call almost like a social revolution where not only did we go on social media but now we are actually joining up beyond so, on social causes there's actually a, a much larger movement to change things like gay rights or change things like um, I don't know uh, the fact that the you know GMO foods are polluting our our, our land and, and our and our hearts and our bodies really it's it seems yeah. like a lot of that is is moving towards this change but I'm kind of interested in in your uh, your groundwork and I say this because I know this is coming on the heels of some news that you got at this point. And you know, you guys have this 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 space that you've been using for a while and it's been kind of the HQ for for Food is Free, but I know and I've heard um that you guys are basically being kicked out. So maybe tell me a little bit about that story and how that's going on and then what you guys are doing to address it.
1: Yeah. Um well, we've yeah, we've been operating this, you know, this uh, urban teaching farm here since pretty much since we um, since we start, you know, had our kickoff. And it's evolved into this really uh, act- active and alive space where every week we have open farm tours and you know, kids and adults coming through the farm weekly. And you know, people, people, they come here and you know, they, it's, it's a space that people don't only come to learn, but they come to be inspired and they come to meet each other and connect. and um, So that's what, what we see is just so much more possibility for that. However, last week... Our landlord stopped by, and he basically sat down to tell us that uh, he received a letter in the mail, and he was offered four hundred and fifty thousand dollars cash for this property. And he really can't. He really needs the funding right now. He's he's barely breaking even on the taxes he's having to pay in Austin, which is really it's very telling about Austin's growth and Austin's development. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's the fastest city, you know, fastest growing city in in the. In the United States, um, which is, you know, as a, as a native Austinite, I try to stay as positive as possible about that growth. Um, you know, reminding people, hey, we're not, uh, we're not, a, we're not going through what Detroit's going through with everyone leaving the city abandoned. Um, you know, we have an opportunity to to be a model for other cities for how you grow in a sustainable way and 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 start creating urban food systems that can feed that growth. Um, however, you know, now we're starting to see. Other, other treasures around Austin that uh, i 've really held close to my heart have lately also been lost um, a place called uh, called the uh, um, Enchanted Forest, which is a really magical plot of land um, in the center of Austin that 's brought together so many people and had so many amazing community gatherings and events and um, it 's being lost to development and you know it's, so it's it 's a struggle to deal with and um, I mean we, we basically kind of shared with our fans online what we were going through and we told them that we don't know, you know, we don't know what to do and that we aren't sure of what the next step is. Um, but we let them know what's happening. And we received overwhelming support and love and, um, and, and faith in the future of Food is Free. And we were reminded by the community that's been created around this idea that Food is Free Project is, is already um, you know it's it's becoming a vision that can exist anywhere and that it doesn 't only exist where it started um which is you know really it 's crazy to to realize that it 's like wow you know this it it 's true that um it can exist without without that you know without what we thought of as its heart. what we realized is that its heart has has kind of spread around the world and um and now you know we will find another space, and people are you know people really they came through to tell us you know. That, that honestly, we're here to support you all in a crowdfunding effort, um, but maybe your money might be better spent being open to evolving to a new property where you know you have more than a half acre, where you can expand your ideas and you can house people from around the world to come and visit and take that knowledge back to their communities. And so now we're really open to, uh, to seeing how this vision can grow and uh, how we can turn this you know the seeming seeming problem into uh, an amazing opportunity that we would have otherwise never imagined um you know i mean i can't i don't know you know if we would have taken that that jump if if maybe we didn't receive this nudge so um now that's how i'm starting to realize it and i'm starting to see so much hope and possibility and it it's really exciting so we've been uh you know we have a sense of urgency um because we don't you know we're we don't know how much longer they'll let us stay here it's a pretty short timeline it looks like you know probably like 3 to 6 months or less um so yeah i mean we're launching this kickstarting effort we we've been filming the video this week and getting it together and basically um you know we're really excited uh, to share this next evolution of food is free and wherever food is free ends up our we see our next plot of land as an opportunity to start a farm from a blank canvas and document every step of the way and open source all those blueprints and plans online and uh, really you know push the envelope to bring people together and and mix ideas that maybe have never been mixed together and create a space of research and development that can then inspire others to, um, to you know, continue to make these ideas grow and take them and make them their own and make them better. So we're really excited that maybe this will give us a new opportunity to, uh, to create a lot of amazing content, you know, mm-hmm. to, fil- to film an amazing story of how something like this can grow and unfold and-, and who knows what else may come of it. Well,
0: it seems like it's just a continuation in your story. You know, your story had such a beautiful beginning with somebody gifting you seeds. It had such a beautiful beginning and kind of bringing your neighbors together and turning, you know, like you said, 19 out of 30 houses on the block having a front yard garden. I mean, just that alone is like game changing, I think. And, it, and, it, and, it, and it's, you know, it's telling to our times of, like you said, the rising taxes in Austin and the rising taxes really in many cities across, across America and across the world. You know, things are getting expensive these days and there's very few things that are free, if you will. And I love that what you are doing is basically kind of going against that, that grain. And through that, you guys are being rewarded. And as you said, you know, I think this is an opportunity for you guys. I think as much as, um, you know, like any good movement, any good, um, story always had a bad guy and it always had some adversity, like I think I was saying this literally yesterday where I was like, nobody would have cared about Gandhi, okay? Or we wouldn't know his wor- his name around the world in the same way that it, maybe they would have known his name in India had they not like clubbed down all the Indians and had he not kind of had the adversity that they had in the first place. If, if mm-hmm. you know, if the, the kind of the United Kingdom just kind of let go of India and just said, oh yeah, yeah no problem, have your independence with with." With ease, okay, we would have never heard the story of Gandhi, but instead what we hear is, yes, this, tra- this story of, of, to some degree, tragedy, but also a story of triumph, also a story mm. that, you know, we love to see people kind of succeed against the odds. We love to see the underdogs kind of take hold, and I think this is one of those stories. I think you now, you know, you, you said you studied film, you have the ability to now tell this story. You have the ability mm. to now document it and show how it's going to shape shift, and, and I think that more than what you guys are even doing at this moment will actually inspire even more people. Like not to say yeah. that you guys aren't yeah, already inspired people, but it sound, I think it's going to inspire people to the even to the next level of saying shit. I'm already gardening, but man, I wasn't doing this or I wasn't thinking about going to that level. Or maybe they're going to say, hey, m- maybe I'm going to come out and be a part of um, what's going on with with you know with Uh, with what you guys are going to be doing next. Like, I don't know what that looks like. I don't even think you guys know necessarily a hundred percent what that looks like, but I do think um, more than anything, you guys definitely have faith in it. And that faith, that kind of blind passion, uh, you know, with foresight of like understanding what you guys are doing and how you guys can do it. And what the, you know, the many roads that lead to Rome in a sense, that's, what's going to carry you forward. That's, what's going to enable you to continue to To inspire others, and I know that, like, I don't even know what it means to make a food is free project or what your form looks like, but I think Valhalla should fill it out, and we should be, you know, an official chapter of that here in Montreal. Because I think what you guys are doing is really inspiring. I think it's really, um, I think it's going to continue to to move. And as you guys said, you guys have had numerous people sign up from around the world. But I wonder what the next step is for this. And I was speaking to somebody who was doing a little bit of a market garden. Um, Edward, not a little bit, but he's, he literally wrote the book, The Market Gardener. And he's <laughs> phenomenal. Uh, he's in Quebec. He's right, basically right nearby where we are, about an, maybe an hour and a half, or, or sorry, an hour away from Montreal, maybe about half an hour, 45 minutes away, drive from where I'm standing right now. And in this, he, he's kind of made a living through actually selling the food. Now, I know your whole thing is food is free, and, and I understand that what you guys are promoting is that people grow their own food. But would you guys consider selling food if people were willing to buy it from you?
1: Hmm. That's a great question. Um, you know, uh, I'm, I, right now, uh, I hadn't actually really thought about if we'd be open to it. Because I, I, right, right now, the way our farm exists has been that we it excites us that someone can walk by and and is is allowed to just pick a tomato and maybe eat their first homegrown tomato for the first time. Because the first time I knew of community gardens, they were always kind of, they had a fence around them and I didn't know that I was maybe invited to go in. Um, So that's one thing we've always been pretty adamant about is making sure people feel feel comfortable um, walking past or coming in and being, you know, being invited to come take a little harvest so that they can then you know, maybe pay that pay that back or pay it forward in some way. Whether it's coming back and getting your hands dirty with us, or uh, you know, maybe even helping someone else in their garden. But um, we're not we're definitely not close-minded to any idea. We want to stay open-minded um, and consider consider all options. But um, I think right now we've kind of found a, a foothold or a specialty of in- inspiration, education, and um, enabling and empowering others so um, I don't see us I think I I, we definitely support local farmers and we have lots of uh, lots of partnerships with other local farms here in town that that donate their extra seedlings to our farm and we help redistribute them to others who who, um, you know who otherwise might not be gardening Um, and then we in turn can help promote the local farms and um, and you know spread the word about what they're doing and and a lot of people even if they Even if they do get their first homegrown tomato for free, a lot of them may not take the the extra step to grow it. But maybe they'll be turned on to local food and be like, "Wow, I didn't realize that tomatoes actually had flavor, you know? And um, I didn't realize this heirloom tomato was so amazing. What have I been eating my whole life?" And then they start going to the farmers market and supporting them on a weekly basis. So, um, you know, most farmers that I sit down and talk to, they totally get that the phrase food is free you know it it's uh, it can be controversial to some but many people it inspires a lot of people it gets them thinking in some way oh well why isn't food free if it's not you know and and also food not being just free monetarily but being free from a broken broken food system that's just not working you know we need we need to start learning how we can free that food from a broken system and create a sovereign decentralized network of safe healthy clean food that's all you know coming from ultra local sources you know not just from outside the city but from our own backyard and, and, the, and the front yard of our neighbor you know so um... so that's you know that phrase food is free is you know it's it's one that can be taken many ways and that's what we love about it is that it gets people thinking and i like to t- you know to joke with people but also you know tell them in a in a loving way, that we're the only species on planet Earth that pays for food. You know, I mean, we turned <laughs> w- we turned it into a commodity, and if we're not if we're not willing to look past, you know, other other alternatives, then then we'll be stuck there. But you know, a lot of people, you can just walk around the block, and if you have the right knowledge, you can realize there's already tons of tons of edible food growing right under our noses. You know. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. So I, I I like that. I I, I think. I think it makes a lot of sense that you guys um kind of maintain that as much as you possibly can i think I love that you um I guess I just wonder wh- what's next i guess i'm i'm I myself I'm curious as to what is going what is going to happen with you guys <laughs> where you guys are gonna take this and like what is the model that you know not only enables you guys to continue to to kind of promote this but a- allows you to be funded as well you know what I mean like I think it makes totally. it makes a lot of sense that you guys be able to make this your full-time jobs because I know that that's only going to help it grow. It's only going to help make your online presence and your offline presence continue to flourish more and more and more, and garnish more and more support. and And I guess you know part of that is going to come from like people who are listening to this right now and just go and volunteer some time and help out. But a lot of that is also going to come from some version of a business model, right? Some version yeah. of like a this is what we're going to need to do to to kind of maintain. A certain amount of sales, and it might be donations. It might be as a nonprofit or something, but it also might be some other version of of I don't know selling something or you know asking for like pay what you want kind of system or something.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I love the pay what you want system, and I um, I think we've seen it work for a lot of people. Um, you know, especially especially. A lot of musicians that already have a big a big audience, uh, you know, and I, I feel like if you have a big audience, you can there's, there's people who will make up for the people who can't afford it. So I mean, it's possible that we're starting to reach a breaking point where if we set up a, a pay what you want system for our open source blueprint plans, we could offer them for free. But if someone, you know, really felt called or inspired to support it, they could. Um, you know, so I don't know. I think that I think that we'll uh, we can get creative with you know donations and um, potentially with grants. You know, I mean, um, really, uh, what we've what we've been excited is that we've been able to do so much without very very much. But it, we do know that what's around the next corner. Um, you know, it's going to take some funding. You know, getting a new property and you know, creating some of these uh, website tools that can connect these local food is free projects, and you can find the closest food is free project to you, and you can connect with them and borrow maybe borrow their shovel and lend them some of your carrot seeds, and you know, and then all of a sudden you trade you know trade vegetables and meet each other in the garden and start other conversations and end up you know building a community around yourself. So. Um, Setting up those kinds of infrastructures are not easy and not free um, so we're uh, we're definitely open to uh, um, you know we, we do believe that if we keep focusing on um, you know doing the right thing and and spreading you know positive interaction and inspiration that that you know someone will step up and um, and really want to support this
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean i think I think it makes a lot of sense right Just stick to what you do and do do it well. And continue to, to make it flourish and continue to make it grow and then people will come and they will reward you for it somewhere you know somewhere yeah. down the line they will come somebody will like all the things that you will need will just kind of come to you
1: I so far that's how it's been you know I mean even when we first lined our blocking gardens there were some costs but we had a couple neighbors step up and say you know I don't have the time right now to help but here I'd like to donate you know this small like you know financial contribution for your screws and for, you know, some soil or, you know, whatever it may be. So, we feel like there's some people who, in this movement, they can contribute their time and others who can contribute their, their energy or their, you know, by spreading the word through conversations and networking and, and some people, you know, through their, you know, through their pocketbook. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know, like we were saying earlier, you know, I mean, it's just money is a tool. So, we're happy to, you know, to be a, an outlet for that, for that tool to be used in a positive way.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely, well, I mean, I think um, so so this being said, we've been talking about this, and then obviously, I think as of you know, let's say when this is out, you guys are going to have a Kickstarter going, and people are going to be able to donate money to to help you guys actually make this move forward, and I think it's important to anybody who's listening that you guys go and consider donating some cash, like even five dollars even a dollar or anything can can show. Your support to the campaign and can might and might lead to another person saying, "Hey, you know what? I should get on board on this." And even if it's not money, like you know, John was saying, there's so many things that could be done. It could be your time. It could be starting a food is free movement in your town, and it could be as simple as picking up a couple of pallets, planting a couple of seeds Plenty, directly in the earth, and, directly letting directly earth and letting that happen. You know, let let this kind of movement flow through you and your neighbor neighborhood, and then. And you don't even need to wait for everyone on your street to kind of plant a front yard garden. You can go and start kind of handing out the food that you're growing, or you can go out and, and just kind of ring their doorbell and, and, and say hi and introduce yourself, you know? And this is something I've kind of been looking to do a little bit more. And I've been trying to talk to more and more of my neighbors, or when I pass somebody on the street, I try and smile a little bit more, or say hi or something like just changing our own mindset is going to be a huge way that we can shift into this new world that, that we're kind of building together. And Facebook and, and the internet is such an important tool for that. And I guess I wonder also, maybe one of the ways that you guys could be a little bit sustainable is also through a, your website, right? Maybe there's there's growth that might happen through the just the amount of people that are visiting your YouTube channel or visiting your website at any one moment, that that can be a, a place for you guys to to garnish more and more support as well
1: totally yeah definitely um yeah well i'm definitely thank you so much for uh for (laughs) helping to spread the word and all the support and uh it's funny because we you know we have like 130,000 fans online and one person mentioned yeah i mean if we each just donated a dollar you know like that would that would be able to pay for your current property but maybe all might want to consider what else that could buy too but i mean it's i don't know it kind of ble- that sort of blew my mind because i hadn't even really made that connection yet it was like geez just like a dollar can actually matter you know a dollar can it's the same way that we sometimes feel like you know we can't make a difference in the world but it's that beautiful sense of connection and when we realize that it's not just a dollar, you know, it's a dollar that's connected to the next dollar that's connected to the next dollar that when we all like, when we all give whatever we can, you know, whether it's a dollar or whether it's just sharing it on your social media, um, you know, I mean, all that just keeps adding up in ways that we really, we really, it's so far past our horizon. We don't, we don't realize the change that we're inspiring every moment. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so I, I, those kinds of things just excite me, um, to see that add up, you know?
0: Absolutely. So anything, I mean, what's, what's the, the kind of next piece of the puzzle for you guys at this point? I mean, I, I know you guys, a lot of this is up in the air. Is there, is there another element? Is there something that you guys have been like secretly working on before, before any of this happened that you guys, um, are excited to, to announce or excited to have come out? Is there something that, maybe you want to to use this platform to potentially, you know, speak out about.
1: Totally. Well, um, I mean, lately, because we've had this, all these cities, you know, reach out to us to start their branches of Food is Free. And, you know, I always tell people, you know, a Food is Free project will look different in every city. Because, you know, if you're in New York City, maybe you have to plant on your rooftop or in your windowsill or in, you know, gorilla garden in an overgrown lot or in a public park, you know, who knows. But if you're in Austin, Texas, we have a front yard and, you know, we can do it this way. So it's going to always look different in every city, um, you know, but, um, but so we've had these 190 cities reach out and, and you know, and we're, we're, now we're thinking how can we best empower them um, so we, we're going to be using, doing like an online open source kind of map of the world where you can at least see where all the current projects are located and have like a, you know, be able to maybe see some photographs or connect to that, that kind of point person, um, but also, you know, start to generate different hashtags for different cities and different projects so that um, we can kind of, our website can kind of be a, a portal where people can come and be like, oh, I didn't realize there was already a food is free project in my town. Maybe I want to go connect with that person. Or when they say, I've just started my first you know, front yard garden, I want to put myself on the map. You know, so that's sort of the, what we've been you know, putting our energy into um, and right until all this happened. So we see that as, um, as, you know, as really the first, um, the first next step. For how we can start connecting these dots, because you know, although we have a lot of followers on social media, um, the questions I'm asking myself are how can I, how can our followers, and how can this community um, not just be followers? How can they interact with each other, and how can they have conversations with each other? Because they, we all have so much to offer. So um, you know, because I can, t- if I could talk with someone in Australia, you know, we may be in different um you know different totally different parts of the world but maybe they have drought issues just like we do here in Texas and maybe they have solutions that we can learn from and we can tell them about our wicking beds and our and they can teach us about aquaponics and so um you know starting to open up those pathways of communication is the the next step of our vision and what you know what we realize is that 99.9% of the people who've heard of food is free haven't maybe probably haven't ever been to our farm you know but maybe they've heard about us through a conversation or maybe through a a, one of our videos online and and that's totally cool too you know so what we realize is that's that's a you know that is also an opportunity because that means no matter where we are we can be you know creating this content creating these forms of dialogue and 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 you know being able to empower all these people you know that and we can still you know, no matter where our location is, we'll still have an open farm that is accessible, um, that people can come and learn and teach and hopefully stay on and um, and you know get their hands dirty for like a good intensive period of time as well if they wish. But um, either way, like I mean, we just went to the coffee shop last week and um, and our the lady who was who was helping us out was like, oh, food is free, like. I, uh, you know, I haven't been able to make it out, but I watched your video and I plan. I've, you know, built my first wicking bed garden, and you know, I, I didn't quite have the exact supplies, so I ended up kind of swapping them for, you know, for this and that. And I was mm. like, that's so, that's so cool. I was like. Would you wanna do a blog post about your you know, your experience? Because, you know, you you took our idea and you made it your own and you made it work and I, I just thought that was so awesome. But you know, even though she's here in Austin, she was inspired by us through, you know, in a way through our through our web presence, which, you know, so that's that is what excites me too about the internet and the power of of its connection. Um, you know, my my dad. He's been a professor here at UT, and he was very active in the in the '60s. Uh, you know, in the kind of the hippie movement, the protests, and a lot of uh, he was one of the only professors on campus speaking out against the Vietnam War. And I asked him, you know, his opinion on the the biggest difference between the movement, you know, that he experienced then in the '60s, and kind of. This kind of bigger uh, resurgence of like the Occupy movement and this these worldwide movements happening around the world and and what he realized was you know back in you know at least in his reality what he was you know his immediate his immediate um, sphere was really the United States you know I mean he couldn't really connect with people beyond that. Um, and so what he realized is, the, you know, what is such a huge difference to the current movement is that it's definitely an international one. And, you know, it's also a local one. But all these local communities, you know, they're also all connected in this bigger way. And it's, they're connected in a way that... Um, you know, it's, it, it can never, it can only grow stronger. These connections.
0: Absolutely. I have to, I have to make note of the fact that I can hear the chickens in the background, which is awesome. (laughs) 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 Not not to discredit anything or to like discount anything you just said, but just to say that (laughs) to hear chickens in the background of a Skype call is phenomenal. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yes. That's great. That's great. Um, I mean, look, I, I, Clearly, we're on the same page. I think there, these global movements are happening, and what we need to do is be a part of them. What we need to do is be a part of them in many in more ways than one. And I think we also need to start putting our money where our mouth is. And so I think I'm going to kind of just end it there. I mean, I think you know, anybody who's looking for the link to the Food is Free Project um, Kickstarter or where they could go and support, go to foodisfreeproject.org. You can learn more about what they're doing, more about what's going on. Uh, I'm sure they're going to have all their, their Kickstarter information and stuff is going to be there. But I'll also have all the link in f- to the, directly to the Kickstarter below. And go and find them on Facebook or on Twitter or whatever. I'm sure you support that way because, you know, as much as doing things in person is, is probably for sure the best thing you can do. The second thing is that also showing your support online changes the culture of the amount of people who now start talking about these things. Because if somebody else sees that you like food is free... And you see them at, I don't know, a bar or at, a, you know, the next social gathering that you have or something, they might bring it up. They'd be like, oh, man, like, you know, I actually started my, my first garden in my backyard the other day or blah, 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 blah. And then that's what gets the conversation rolling because what we really need to do here is make sustainability sexy. We need to make gardening. We need to make kind of, uh, I don't know, everything from, from off-the-grid housing to uh, alternative energy and, and all these things. We, we need to make cool and how we make things cool is by talking about them. And so just guys keep that in mind, make sure to like this video, thumbs up, go, like I said, go support them, go help out as much as you possibly can, all of these, uh, these different elements, you know, on, on these different movements and initiatives and please do subscribe to our podcast, do rate it, do like it, do comment. You know, if you have any questions for John and I, by all means, please write them in the comments below and we will answer them as much as we possibly can. And um, man, thank you, John, for for doing all the amazing work that you do, and for you know. And thank you to whoever that person was who grifted you those seats, because that was that was a powerful <laughs> moment right there.
1: Thank you, thank you so much, Mark. I really appreciate you, and uh, I'm excited about you know staying uh, staying connected with Vahalla and the Vahalla community, and seeing how what other kind of ideas we can come up with about uh, about you know, working together in the future.
0: Well, if you guys need, if you guys are getting enough money and you guys want to build some kind of sustainability learning center, or you guys need some housing plans or something, we're coming out with something, you know, at Valhalla called the Valhalla Villas that we've been working on with a group of architects and engineers and stuff. And this is looking more and more real even for us. So uh yeah, I'd love to share this kind of info with you guys and anybody who's listening as well. You know, there's going to be a lot of this kind of information that we will we'll be pouring out soon on green seed and on valhalla so you know stay in tune with our newsletter and whatnot but yeah john definitely we will uh, we will stay connected for sure
1: awesome sounds great mark all right thank you guys for listening all right y'all thanks everyone thanks for listening Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and don't forget to rate and leave a comment. Until next time, be the hero you've always dreamed of being.